Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for your supreme intoxication of your glory. Thank you for burning up our carnal minds and making us one with you in spirit and truth so we can be worshipful. When you're in spirit and truth, the Bible calls that worship. But if you're in your brain, you can't worship God no, ma no matter how hard you try. And the more you try, the more you die. And you get frustrated and burnt out, discouraged because you tried so hard, but none of it was even God at all. So you stop trying and you start dying. I die daily. You know, all you got to die to is self. This thing here, this seat of Satan called the carnal mind. The word carnal mind is used repeatedly in the New Testament referring to the human brain as the seat and throne of Satan and his angels. Jesus Christ was crucified at the place of the skull, Golgotha, because it's the seat of the curse of the fall. The fallen angels have only ever worked through the human brain and nothing else. So once you crucify your human brain, you'll be walking in perfect divinity all the time. I mean, it's literally that simple. The issue is human beings are reluctant to give up control, their religion, their fakeness, their self-righteousness, their red dragon pride, their sinful nature, their lust and perversion, and all the phoniness of the flesh pretending to be something when it's actually just a bowl of soup that needs to be poured out so that God the Father can come up in your belly like a well. There's a well here I saw when I was driving home from the gym to the broadcast today. I saw Fotini. Fotini was the mighty apostle of John chapter 4 that Jesus met at the well, who had five husbands, maximized all sin in her five physical senses, and the one she was living with now was not her husband, the sixth one who was literally representing the devil. And so we're talking about someone who has completely maximized sin through their five senses and is married to Satan. Her name's Fotini. And she met Jesus at the well, and Jesus said, Woman, you know, if you asked me for a drink, I would give you living water that would spring up in your heart unto eternal life. And she had that drink, and she became one of the greatest apostles of the first century. She was so mighty because she got the revelation of the unending well of living waters coming out of Eden in her belly. She operated in the same messianic anointing as Jesus Christ himself. Like, not very many people did that in the first century. It was only a few that operated in that level of righteousness. It was like John, Fotini, and Paul, and Peter, but not many. <laughs> very few had the God-inside-minded revelation. Nearly all of them remained technon infants in Christ, which is God-outside-minded. A God outside minded Christian hasn't realized the glory of where the glory comes from, from your belly, from your innermost being. They haven't realized their own inner plumbing, that you're plumbed the same as God is plumbed. See, God has a, a holy place. He has a spirit. He has an inner court. He has an outer court. He has a spirit, a soul, and a body. And you have to understand how the workings of God are and how He speaks and how He creates out of His Spirit through His mouth with His Word. And that's exactly how you're created in the image of God in the beginning. Now there's a corruption to that whole plumbing system. It's called the curse of the fall. So that the external realm comes down and it damns your souls. 
and it literally puts a cap on top of the well of your spirit. But the revelation of the gospel is that the cap comes off your spirit and the lid comes off the well and geysers begin to gush up from your belly through your souls with rainbows everywhere. People playing in fire hydrants, kids running through the streets, everyone going wild when their spirits get unwelled, unstopped. Just like in the Old Testament when the enemies of Israel would pollute all the wells. They'd pollute Jacob's well, they'd pollute Isaac's well, and you'd have to go in and undig the well. The well is your spirit, your innermost being. The well is John 7:38, out of your belly flowing rivers of living water, but of this he spoke of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Of this he spoke of the river of life. I saw a lamb sitting on the throne having seven horns, seven eyes, and he had the seven spirits of God which he sent out into all the earth, which is Revelation 22, the river of life, is the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. But you need the revelation that it's not outside in. You need the revelation it's inside out. That's why it's called in 1 Peter 1, that the morning star would rise in your heart. 1 Peter 1.19, or 2 Peter 1.19, that the morning star would rise in your heart. That's your well and your spring and your river rising in your heart. That's who you are as an eternal creature, as a spirit and a soul, rising and taking over your flesh from the devil, from the red dragon of pride, and from the false prophet of all of the flesh and all of carnal Christianity, and from the beast of everything that has to do with just being stuck in the flesh as a mere human instead of as a divine living being that enjoys God's breath of life. So you're overcoming the curse and you overcame as long as you stay yielded to the greater one in you and repented from he who's outside you in the world. The problem is, is we're tempted constantly by external familiar spirits that will will completely tempt our self-righteousness and pride. They'll come right into the soul and say, well, what he's saying is not true. You can be good without having a well. Like you can be something in the brain. That's all the demons do. The demons only operate in the brain to keep you from uncapping the well of the Father in your spirit. But there are people here that have sacrificed their brain, which is called the flesh. They have crucified their flesh with Christ. They have been crucified with Christ. They no longer live. The life they now live, they live by the faith of the Son of God that's risen in them, the resurrection of the dead, which is the well unstopped springing up into their hearts unto eternal life. It's a time of getting all your wells unstopped. And you do that by understanding how much you're loved. Nothing will unstop someone's well like them receiving the Father's love. Because you'll just want to hatch. And all of the facade of the flesh will come off your spirit and your true child will shine forth. Your spirit can only be a child. The Father is called the Father of Spirits. Your father, your spirit can never go into adulthood. It's not possible. It doesn't exist. Your flesh can go into adulthood, but your spirit always remains a child. That's why when you start to have your innocence restored, uh, King James Version of Revelation calls it the man-child, meaning that you're fully innocent in your inner man and your child, your spirit, shines forth through your flesh and you stop aging. It's true, because your spirit can't age. If you are fully energized by God the Father in your child, then your flesh doesn't have any jurisdiction or control over your spirit anymore. You've overcome death, and you've overcome the curse. 
Satan has no legal right to operate in someone who is a man-child, who is fully innocent and pure as a white dove, who is operating in that 33 young child anointing of Jesus Christ, ruler of the universe. The Father in His infinite wisdom gave the whole world to a little child, Jesus. In Acts, the, the Apostle James called Him the Holy Child Jesus. This man is raised from the dead, or Peter, by the Holy Child Jesus and by faith in that name. They called Him the Child of God. A, a young child shall lead them, it says in Isaiah 11. It's speaking of the inner man, not the flesh of Jesus, but the Spirit of Jesus that led them around in the book of Acts. Amen? Now he's in the flesh. You can eat his flesh and drink his blood because he's transfigured. And what will happen is it will transfigure your flesh so that only your spirit remains. And that's where we're going with no double-mindedness. No bipolar Christians. Only spiritual Christians fully fortified in the Word of God, in the Spirit of God, in Father God's light and power. Amen. Constantly energized through their entire hearts. Amen. Full ecstasy of the seven spirits of God burning through your hearts with your souls constantly offered to the seven spirits of God to be burned. That's how you go from glory to glory. That's how you get sealed in Eden. That's how you transfigure your brain. That's how you, you hatch the shell. That's how you renew the mind is by constantly bringing the soul to God the Father in your spirit, in your spiritual stomach, and burning it into a white stone with a new name on it. The fire of God has nothing bad in it. All it does is remove death, hell, curse, sickness, disease, poverty, lust, perversion, all of your interpretations of humanity, which are religion, all the, the negativity of Satan that he puts on things. Listen, when you're in the glory of God, there's nothing evil. You can have fun with everything because there's, there's no sin in this realm and no one's going after the sin in the natural dimension. You're in the glory dimension. You're in Eden. You know, It's like back in the day when we redeemed the middle finger. People were like, oh, well, that means F you. Listen, you still have your middle finger in heaven. Little children could run around heaven and be like, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. No one's offended because there's no curse there. Problem is, is you still have the curse in your mind and you interpret things through a negative, judgmental, and critical attitude as a religious spirit. And so you have to get undone from religion, undone from the flesh, undone from the law, into the purity of the child Jesus that has no right and wrong in him, only grace. There's no do's and don'ts or right and wrong in the Lord Jesus. That's the old covenant. The new covenant is an ever-increasing glory, growing from glory to glory. And when you screw up, you stop screwing up because you want to keep growing. It's not about putting yokes of do's and don'ts on people. This ain't religion. That's Satan. That's what the devil does to kill, steal, and destroy the nations for thousands of years. That's the curse of the fall. All of you are overcoming. This is about getting into the glory and getting undone from all the right and wrong of the flesh. There's no right and wrong in the spirit of glory. That doesn't mean anyone's participating in sin. Quite the opposite. You're learning how to practice righteousness. Since we love God and we love one another, you fulfilled the only law of the new covenant, which is love. Love is selfless. Selfish love is why people misinterpret all the deep things of God as if this had something to do with me using others for, for selfish love. 
But when it's selfless love, this is everything about enhancing your spirit to encounter God's fire and glory in a deeper way. His pleasure, His his power, His purity, His healing, His prosperity. Selfless love is the very nature of the Father that builds up your spirit in the fullness of His ability. Amen. And there's nothing adult-like about it because it's pure, thrilling fun all the time. We're talking about having so much of God the Father in you that you effortlessly do ministry through life. Like the train of your robe fills your cities with glory. Just by walking through town having fun with your friends, you'll cause revivals. That's how the sons of God will walk. Effortless. Nothing orchestrated. All organic. You see the disciples and Jesus just having fun in Israel. It was so fun. It was thrilling and intoxicating to hang out with the Messiah. The sinners loved him because he was pure pleasure incarnate. John laid his head right on the head, the heart of Jesus, and just drank from his heart. And he became the love apostle of the Bible. Oh my goodness. Let some love apostles rise up. Let that apostolic love completely intoxicate your hearts and crack you out of the shells of your flesh today. Amen. There is nothing more powerful than apostolic Father God level love. Amen. It will make you so confident in who your heavenly Father is that you won't have a fear in the world. You won't even think about cops when you're driving around town. Am I going too fast? Because you're operating out of the Father's love. That's the authority of all creation. Amen. You can't think a negative thought when the Father's love is burning through your hearts and minds. You can do no wrong in love. Love conquers all evil. Love is the fulfillment of the law. Love fulfills all prophecy. Love fulfills all gifts. Everything in Christianity is to build you up into this realm of divine love. It's called the Garden of Eden. And whatever it takes to get you out of the flesh, that's what the apostles and prophets are doing to the nations to get you out of your carnal minds and into your hearts. No one means to offend anybody. I mean, offending people will get you demon-possessed. Okay? What we want to do is get you undemon-possessed and out of the flesh into the Spirit using shocking things to the senses so you can realize that your senses are not glorified to the level that you're living in the love glory. That there's so much more. That if you could still be offended that the Father's not fully formed in you yet and there are mysteries that you don't understand. Offense puts a fence around your heart. But in love, there is no offense because love is the fire of God. Love cannot be offended. When you walk in Father God's level of love, it's unconditional. I mean, look at all the atrocities that have happened against God the Father over the years. I mean, we're talking about the worst things that people have done towards God. Everything that everyone has done towards one another in God's creation, they've done towards the Father. Yet He still loves everyone perfectly. He's not even accusing anyone because the lamb's been slain. All he's doing is is pushing his fire and his encounter of pleasure on everyone to crack them out of the shell of madness of being evil towards one another. That's the worst possible judgment. I was praying for people today and out of the most sincerest, purest love because people are dropping like flies everywhere, getting offended in self-righteousness and pride en masse, and it's just this biggest mess because this love glory is just a totally another level of judgment. 
He says, Brandon, praying this love upon people is the most severe judgment in existence because it reveals the full carnal satanic nature of the human brain. They will go into complete and total madness like Nebuchadnezzar eating grass for seven years by this love judgment. The carnal mind cannot be righteous, cannot love, can't do one thing right. The more they try, the more they die, the more they're on their faces eating grass like cows. Until your spirit is operating out of the Father's love, that's the only way the mind of Christ can be on your shoulders like a rainbow arc of glory. Listen, we need to transition out of flesh into spirit and be real Christians. And I know you've been real Christians, but it's time to be really real Christians. I'm talking about like living out of the seven spirits of God with no mixture, with no carnality, with no control. God's tested me this week. He's like, you know, this love is so intense and it's burning up. But deal with all the little stuff in your brain that wants to control people in the love. The father's like, let them go wild in Eden. Let them run. Let the children play in Eden. They've been controlled so long. Let them be free to play in the glory of God. So you just completely take your head off of everyone's heads. That's true apostolic fathering. That there's no cap on how high they can grow. Let everyone grow like Jack and the Beanstalk. All you do is work in their root system and empower their hearts with with an unlimited amount of love, unlimited amount of word, unlimited amount of grace and empowerment and encouragement. And you just constantly put the nine sacred spices of the anointing oil of Song of Songs of divine love into their holy place and burn their spirits as high as they want to go every day in Christ without cap. That's how you raise up the mightiest sons and daughters of the living God. You take your head off their heads. You take control off their souls. And you build up their hearts in the divine love. Paul called it being built up unto perfection. Being fully built up in love. (laughs) That's what completely fills your heart (laughs) when the Father's love is completely felt and burning through you. (laughs) That's what transfigures your brain when people take control off your souls and empower your spirit with unconditional love. That's what the roots of David are. The, The roots of David are the seven spirits of God fully energizing your spirit to be the unlimited glory of the Father in this world. That's how we transform the heavens and the earth. That's how we dissolve the stars of the heavens, blot out the noonday sun with our glory, operate out of the glory sun instead of the noonday sun, operate out of glory light instead of natural light. That's how we remove the curse of the fall. That's how we dissolve the elements that imprison us, our spirits, is by people who get their hearts fully empowered by the roots of David. Who will minister the roots of David to people's hearts and keep their souls off of their growth and let them be who God created them to be? Because it'll be so far superior to anything you've ever seen in church. The gifts that are already in you are greater than anything you've ever seen of any celebrity. The sons of God will manifest the greatest arts, the greatest renaissance, the greatest music, the greatest everything that's ever been done shall be done even better now. Everything in business, witty inventions. We're talking about uh, blueprints, airplanes, technology, cell phones. Every aspect of society will be completely and totally transfigured by the manifesting sons of God. It'll be a brand new world in just a few years. Because the carnal mind will be put to madness by the glory of God that we're releasing now, this unconditional love, that it's cleansing everyone's hearts, 
purifying everyone's hearts, hearts with the fire of His love. Everyone in the world has become the prisoners of our love. Song of Songs, chapter 8, it is written. So that we're just boiling them in oil. This is the final judgment. Just what they've done to us for the last 6,000 years. They boiled us in oil. They beheaded us. They crucified us naked. They burned us at the stake as witches. We will now consume them in a prison and a furnace of divine love and completely boil the carnal nature off of all their spirits. Amen. They will become our love slaves. That's the perfect judgment of God the Father upon the nations, and it's upon you already. It's already upon you. You've been experiencing a little bit of it for years. Now you're going to have the full intensity of the judgment of the Father's love. It's actually called the wine press of the wrath of the Almighty. Wine press. God doesn't have anything bad in Him. All God has is His love. God is love and God is wisdom. He's just going to pour Himself out through us on all flesh and dissolve all the religious demons. Dissolve all the perverse and immoral demons. Dissolve Sodom and Egypt where our Lord was crucified by Mount Zion. The mountain of the Lord shall rise as chief of all the mountains in the last days and we'll have one mountain and we'll be one in this love. His banner over us is love. The archangel in the USA is the archangel union. It's not going to take 50 million years. It'll just take the love realm. Once we enter this love realm and begin manifesting it, this rainbow fire, this crystal clear fire that's released will burn out every dividing wall. No one will care about races. No one will care about classes. No one will care about education. Everyone will be so high on the rainbow love of the mind of Christ burning through America that it will just be perfect union. It will just be a few years. Perfect union. Everyone in the mind of Christ. All it takes is the total crucifixion of the flesh by the fire of love. And that's what's being released now through the manifesting sons of God. Society is going to burn in the love of God. And it's going to bring out the best of the best of the best of the ages. Literally, we've been dormant inside our hearts for a very long time. The generations. We've been under enemy occupation since the fall of Adam. The potential of all of our generations, of our mothers and fathers, grandpas and grandmas, all of it, it was very limited because of how much of spiritual development there was, how much revelation there was, how much encouragement there was into their holy place for their spirit to manifest the true potential of God in their spirit life. It's been mostly carnal mixture for 6,000 years of all generations back to Adam. But this is a generation that manifests the fullness of their spirit life with no flesh mixture. And it will be a renaissance of Queen Elizabeth times 10 million in every sector of society because in your spirit life is the full creative power and ability of God the Father's beauty, His love, and His perfection, His excellence, His generosity, and it will transform society on every level. And it's upon you whether you like it or not, but most people will like it. The only people that don't are the self-righteous ones. They want to be good in their own brain, in the old nature of the grave clothes. They carry their grave clothes on their heads and say, My flies are my angels. And they listen to Jezebel and they prophesy out of Jezebel. And they, they're all influenced by the false prophet. They're carnal Christians everywhere. All of that opposes this realm. That's the only persecution we've really experienced in this ministry the last 13 years. is from those that are still a part of the old religious system. Saul murdering David and David learning how to grow in mercy and with understanding of what the old system of Saul actually was. Like the three kings, Absalom and David 
and Saul, and learning not to play by Satan's games, throwing back spears, you know, accusing, being religious, uh, summoning the witch of Endor and practicing sorcery. <laughs> but we're actually just practicing righteousness and gentleness and mercy and kindness. And that's the most severe judgment. When you take on all the characteristics, the gentleness and the patience of the Father towards everyone with the full understanding of the curse of the fall to build up their spirit in sincere love. And if a person rejects that, they'll go to hell. That's the most severe judgment because you're offering them the fullness of the Father's compassion in sincerity by self-sacrifice as King David did for Saul. That's why he was so thoroughly destroyed. But David even offered his offspring, Mephibosheth, a seat at his table. I mean, that's the full characteristic of the Father in Jesus dying on the cross. Father, forgive them. They know not what to do. He wants every single Pharisee that's murdering him to be with him in paradise that day. And that, that's his heart bleeding for everyone he's looking at that's heaping insults because he knows who he is in the Father and he knows where he's going. He has the full revelation of God the Father and so do the sons of God so that we can minister the same realm of love from God the Father sacrificially to everyone. And many will receive it. But just like it says in, in, uh, in John to Peter, Peter, throw your nets on the other side of the boat. We've been fishing amongst the Christians and the religious, and they're kind of maxed out. A lot of them are like right where they want to be, and they're not willing to grow anymore. Just let them be at that level. Let's throw our nets into the world and reap the whole world. Reap a billion from the world right now and every sector of society and all the seven mountains of society. And we'll throw all our nets there. We'll demonstrate the fullness of divine love, the, f the nature of God's fun, His pleasure, and all of the thrillingness of being true Christians, living in the glory realm, living in the freedom, living in the abundant life, living in the unconditional love towards others. And all the, the qualities of God the Father that make our God the only God and the, the most high God and just so fun and thrilling and intoxicating to be around, demonstrating that to the world and giving them all of our words. Our words are just laced with love, laced with intoxicating wine, laced with mixed wine and spices, and mixed with anointing oil to break off every enslaving yoke and to intoxicate the nations with our nets as we bring them into the Garden of Eden. This harvest will be the sons and the daughters of the living God that are built up into the Garden of Eden, love, glory, and will be casting our nets upon the whole world to pull them up into Eden. I believe now in the next seven years, we will have one billion souls pulled up by our sonship evangelism worldwide into the Garden of Eden and will be sealed in their foreheads with the full revelation of the Father's love and the full experience of Eden and its pleasure and its purity and its holiness and everything that makes God God will be felt and telt by a billion people in the next seven years. I believe that's what's at hand. The great harvest of the end times by the divine love experienced by all in the name of Jesus Christ. Sow into harvest. Donate at We'll see you guys tomorrow. Amen.